I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Here's $10,000. Giant sack of gold coins. Lots of tall people in this city. Well, personally, I'd like to have my own fund. You don't need all that extra metal. Jack's got the flute out. It's fine work. Sounds like a you problem, Dorn. It doesn't make sense. For beginners, there's got to be something in here. Was it a natural nine? Well, are you going to be petty or what? I'll get it soon, love. There we go. Well, Dorn, it's too bad about those braces. She stands up, brushes herself off, and mimes being afraid. Look, I need to tell you something. Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 129, Caught Flat-Footed. MVP this week goes to Martin at Harry Hatfield on Twitter for their lovely tweet. Martin's just 30 episodes in right now, but they called us out for editing and sound effects, and we really appreciate being recommended to other folks on the internet. Word of mouth is such a powerful way to spread the show, so thank you so much, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Are you looking for another D&D podcast? Reckless Attack is a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast about heroes bringing hope to a world marred by the mistakes of the past. Join them at their table for collaborative world building, friendships and feelings, monsters and mystery, and stacks of frogs, all with the energy and chemistry of a group of best friends. 
Check them out at RecklessAttack.com or at Reckless underscore Attack on Twitter and whatever way you listen to podcasts. All right, should we play some D&D? Let's do it. The Laurel Square is bright and busy, with scores of stalls and vendors displaying their wares. The crowd is still less boisterous than one you'd expect in Waterdeep or Yarder, but hundreds of people are gathered here, and the mercantile thrum of voices and activity is invigorating. Ah, this place is alive after all. Hmm. Hey, Jack? Oh, right. Uh, I love Silvery Moon. Where the hell's Doran? Down here. Oh, good. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yep, lots of tall people in this city. <laughs> I just pictured me and Jack were going alone with Torn, but uh, I feel like you guys are just behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, what do we need? Uh, I wouldn't mind buying some more health potions. Yep. Uh, never a bad idea. Uh, Doran wanted to check out the blacksmith. Uh, I'm willing to do that, too. Yeah, and maybe we could get some food. Some food that we could take with us. You know, tasty food. <laughs> food that'll... Make us salivate when we eat it, when we're alone in the woods, you know, at night. You know, the uh, kind of tasty food. Not just rations, but, you know, real good food. Yeah. I wonder yeah. I wonder if they have real good food here. Are you hungry, Dorian? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. I can smell some good stuff. You and me both. Jack and Torin, where, where'd they oh, go? We're, we're right here. We're um, oh st- sticking with red. I guess. Yay! Great. Well, uh, why don't we split up? Why don't you guys take the market square and... Uh, uh, yeah. I see some smoke over there. It could be a forge. <laughs> Let's do it. Kraloth starts to turn away, and then he stops and turns back, and he says, you know what? Actually, Red, uh, this is something I've wanted to bring up as a party. Um, so far, you've been handling all of the finances. And, uh, well, personally, I'd like to have my own fund. It's the first time that uh, I've been on my own. Always my money's been you know, passed down for other causes, but never my own individual. So uh, I'd like to split up the money, if that's all right with you guys, and we can we can talk about it. I'm thinking like a five-way split so that, uh, you know, we get each one share and then one share goes towards the party as a whole that we use for things that we're doing together. What do you guys think about that? I'm easy. Sounds good to me. Anything further to, to further our, uh, you know, a... a, a yeah, I'm in. Always the eloquent one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I, I guess I just, I miss being sort of feeling like we're all one. But you're right. You know, we're all kind of moving our individual ways in a, in a way. You know, we want to want to be able to have our own freedom. So, uh, so sure. And Red reaches in, and he gives out mm. seven hundred and thirty-one gold pieces to everyone, which is fifths, and then he'll keep mm. fourteen sixty in there, which includes his own. Perfect. Thank you, Red. I, I'm glad you understand, and uh, yeah, excited to get spending. I think before Jack gets his share, he kind of turns to Red and says, oh you, oh, you can hold on to it for me if you if, if that's all right with you. Yeah? All right. I'll keep it in its own pile and everything. Don't worry. What, whatever you like. Red, you know what? I, I don't I don't like carrying around stuff. Just just keep my cut in your in your bag there. Oh, thanks. Uh, all right. Well, here you go, Kraloth. Hmm. I'll ask for it when I need to buy something. Oh, I know. Uh, Don't worry. Fancy, you know, something to go along with Orc Splitter here. Yeah, <laughs> it's also fabulous thing. This is a stupid amount of wealth that is just like people are handing over in the, yeah. the street corner. It's yeah, just, here's just, ten thousand like, dollars. Like, like giant sh- sack of gold coins <laughs> to you, and giant sack of gold hey, coins. Hey, pickpockets! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, who wants to do what? 
I think there's an apothecary just down the way here, Red. Why don't we go check it out? Cool, I'll come with you too. And he picks up your hand again. Aw. Away we go, Jackson. It says, turning to Torin and reaching out a hand to make sure we're all going in a chain. Yeah, absolutely. Torin grabs your hand and it's kind of like Red pulling Jack, pulling Torin through the market. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much that. Cool. So Kraloth and Doran head to the blacksmith. Yeah, definitely. And the sound of bellows mm-hmm. and hammer and the singeing of steel ping, and ping, water. Ping, ping, Classic. <laughs> it's so immersive. And, <laughs> wow. No, it's great, My yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's someone... You know, some some talented elven smithy work on display. Swords, exotic weapons, leatherworking. I'm curious how Doran is going to respond to, like, I picture us just, like, standing by the mm-hmm. blacksmith and watching them work. And just, like, crossing our arms and, like, Kraloff is just watching, enjoying it. And Doran's shaking his head, just like, what, <laughs> what, are, they, what are they doing with that pommel? The elven smith is so graceful and there's like a single mm-hmm. strand of hair that's come loose from his like extravagant bun <laughs> and otherwise just entirely composed like one bead of sweat runs down his face and then there's no yeah, other sign yeah. of exertion i mean the metalwork is yeah. is objectively wonderful but i almost picture it's too frilly yeah maybe that's where doran would have an issue like you don't need all that extra the, metal on the pump yeah doesn't do anything yeah the smudge from the fire and all the soot is like on this elven blacksmith in such a way that it almost looks like it's um, makeup. It's contour. You know? It's like smudge, <laughs> smudged into his cheekbones. It's yeah, contoured. Yeah, contoured. Yeah. You know, his eyes are like all smoky. I'm like, Doran's just rolling his eyes. And without really asking, pulls over like a, a, a small wooden chair and stands up and reaches up and... And takes a scimitar off the wall, you know, some nicely, mm-hmm. nicely made scimitar. Oh, I'll tell you, it's 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 fine work, yeah, but it's awfully light. Mm. And he kind of bangs it on the table, but ping, ping, ping. <laughs> oh, it's certainly strong. I will say it's nice work. And he and he looks over at the uh, blacksmith, mm-hmm. but far too frilly. And he puts the sword back on the wall. The blacksmith just shrugs and goes back to battering the shit out of this piece of metal. I'll tell you one thing. He's not hitting that nearly as strong as he should be. If you want to build thick, strong metal, then you got to hit it hard. Mm. Is there not a place for accuracy and finesse in blacksmithing, or is it just about strength? Oh, no, 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 no. You're very right. You must be accurate, and you must have finesse when dealing with hot metal, but... He's just not hitting it hard enough. He's elvish blacksmiths. <laughs> so uh, you're going to get anything or uh, you just want to admire? I don't need anything from the blacksmith personally. Uh-huh. And maybe at that moment he sees like um, a set of bracers with, mm. uh, you know, sort of a nice design on them. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, uh, do you mind if I take a look at those bracers as Doran leans far over the counter and just grabs them himself? <laughs> Feeling them. You know, I will say. They're very lightweight. Would you uh, would you mind if I put these on to try them? Please. And he does. And Doran really likes the uh, the design on these things. You know, they're a little bit beveled in an area, and they're you know just the shape and the dynamic. And as he puts them on, he brings his arm up and down. He notices that right where the the edges of the braces are, 
because they're meant for a taller person with longer arms, it just meets perfectly in the uh, you know the crease the, of your elbow, the crease of my mm. elbow exactly. Mm. Wow. Normally they shouldn't come down this far, but I kind of like this. And he, he's moving his arms up and down. How much for the set? Five gold. Consider them purchased. And he looks over at Kraloth. Uh, Red's got all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow some from you? <laughs> uh, we literally just talked about that. I don't know how this is my problem. And and Kraloth is over at a wall looking at a bunch of like really like nice um, blades and done with like different materials and stuff. Yeah, it sounds like a you problem, Doran. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Kraloth, I enjoy your humor. Now, let me borrow five gold. You had the choice of taking your own money, but you didn't. There are benefits to having your own. And Oh, I see what it's like. You die and then the next thing you know, you're not you're uh, you're all selfish again, are you? Oh, okay. Doran sort of thinking that Kraloth is joking and uh, how much for this blade here? And Kraloth just turns back to the wall, and there's a <laughs> ouch. There's a very nice ornate dagger, mm-hmm. uh, and it could be uh, made of glass, but not just regular glass. There's like a greenish tint to it. Is this uh, this is a dagger, but also looks like some kind of uh, skinning knife? Is that right? Oh, this this is uh, for extreme precision in leatherworking skinning. It's for a real craftsperson. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, 50 gold? Yes, 50. I'll take it. And uh, he picks it up. Does it come with a case or a sheath? Yes, here. Well, Doran, it's too bad about those bracers. Uh, it's really a shame. You know what, Krilov? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hmm. If, you, if you lend me the five gold, I'll give you six gold of my own. Ooh, we're going to make a deal out of this, eh? Well, I'm trying to buy you on. I didn't think I'd have to bargain with my friends, but mm. ah, you know what? Maybe I don't need it. For 56 gold and throw in the braces as well. Done. Oh, thank you very much, Kurloth. Mm. Doran sort of steps outside, shaking his head. I can't believe it, he says to himself. Can't believe what? Oh, nothing. Well, are you going to be petty or what? I bought you the braces. I'm going to let you stew for a bit. I'm going to go off on my own, but uh, you enjoy those bracers. And uh, um, yeah, don't forget. I won't. Six gold. It's coming your way. Mm. Doran sort of stands there, you know, looking uh, one direction as uh, as Kraloth sort of goes on his way. But then Doran immediately starts to follow him, sneaking from a distance. He wants to see where Kraloth goes. Oh, Interesting. Red, Jack, Torin, what are you guys up to? Red's at an apothecary sort of haggling. He's like, look, if I sell you these four healing potions, that surely must give me a discount on the greater healing potions. And he's like kind of been back and forth with this guy a few times This now. guy's like, listen, I've told you once, I'm going to tell you again, but this is the last time. Used potions... I, I'm not really in like the buying they're business. They're not used. Look, they look exactly like the ones you have right here. Regular healing potions, fifty gold. What I'm saying is, here are four more. Pay me fifty gold. I don't understand why you're trying to cheapen them. You're gonna sell them for fifty. It's right there. I'll pay you twenty gold. That's not even. It doesn't make sense though. They're gonna be right. Fine. Forty-five gold. You're gonna make five gold on each of these. That's surely worth it. And I'm gonna make zero gold. 
If these potions turn out to be clever fabrications... They're not clever fa- You're not I, part of the guild. I guess I am. I have. I just can't find it. And Red's like going through his thing. It's here, I swear. It's <laughs> just... Ha, ha, ha. And he reaches and he pulls out his guild artistry form, which is literally something you get as a guild artist and at the beginning. See! And it's like all crumpled. And it's like stained. <laughs> Jack turns to Torin and says, it's like this every time. <laughs> It's got like Umber Hulk egg crush on it or something like that. He's like, there! Slaps it down. He like puffs his chest out feeling so. He like looks at Torin, looks at Jax. See? There. Guild artistry. Appreciated. Blah, blah, blah. Well, if you were selling me arrows, this would be really useful. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Let's go to the other guy. And Red storms out of the room. That's awesome. Yeah, I dig it. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys, as we're outside. Uh, no, that's, that's fine. <sighs> Life of an adventurer is, is, is awfully tough. I, I think there's a, there's a bookstore over there. I just want to peek my head in just for a minute. Yeah, Ooh. let's do it. I need to cool off before trying that apothecary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I've, I've mentioned this, Torin, but I, I've started playing the flute. I was hoping to find some You're music. You're kidding and... me. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you later. I just, I wanted to find like a, a lesson book or something. I'm not, I'm really not good at all. Oh, he's great. I would love to hear you play the flute. Can we? And there's a fountain nearby and Torin takes a seat on the lip of it. There's just people bustling around. No one's really paying you guys any attention. He's like, please, anything, I promise. I, well, um, I, would uh, lo- I, I, I won't laugh. Here? I'll just listen. Please. Okay. And then you'll see why I need to go find a lesson book for beginners uh, in three parts. Jack, Uh, you don't have to be a master at everything you do. It's okay to be a beginner. Okay, here it goes. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen! Red stands up. (laughs) No? Please, for a second, if you don't mind, my friend is going to play some music! And he sits back down, gives you a thumbs up. Oh, Jack's got the flute out, he's... Licking his lips, trying to, to get everything ready to, to go. He, he gives a few tentative hoots. And, and uh, yeah, I, I rolled a nine for performance. All right. All right. A nine out of 20 or 10? Why would it be out of 10? Yeah, roll a D10. When has it ever been out of 10? What the fuck is going on? Don't worry. Mastery is not important, Alex. You can just play for fun. You don't need to be good at the game. Was that a natural nine? You've memorized... It was eight plus one. You've memorized the finger placements on the flute that you need to attain the tune that you're aiming for, but there's something about your embouchure that is all wrong, and the, the delivery of the air into the flute results in a sound that is at... At the same time, painful and also kind of pitiful. Gives it about thirty seconds before he stops and says, uh, I'm, "I'm I'm a beginner." Torin is almost red in the face from trying not to laugh, and when you finish, he collapses into your arms. And he's like, "Yep, that's fine. No, it's fine. It, it's it's okay to laugh. It's it, that was 
Something. He's terrible. Can I just say I'm so proud of you for trying something new, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't hire you for the Copper Cup. Let's put it that way. All right. The caliber of entertainment there. <laughs> let's Let's get you for beginners. There's got to be something in here. I feel like the people around just like, well, how was that? It was bloody awful. One person parting slowly. One person gives you two copper pieces. Like an old woman walks up and she's like, oh, like shakes your arm, you know, like that, like old woman who's like, you'll get it soon, love, and like (laughs) puts a copper piece in your hand and walks away. But I feel like also because it's like this, like this, like really proper elvish town, the people just kind of like turn their noses up and go back to what they're doing <laughs> without without really saying much. I almost picture when Red tries to get their attention, they don't pay attention either. They're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, loud yeah. braggart, forget it. There's something, though. <laughs> yeah. Jack's got his first two coppers to rub together that he ever made from playing music. Aww. And he's going to hold on to them. You know, there's he's looking at them in his hand. They're, they've got a weight to him, and he sort of tucks him in a shirt pocket, keeping Put them real close. Put them in the one copper piece pouch that you guys got, like <laughs> the fourth episode that we ever recorded remember there's like a yeah. little pouch if that i can only... rest it away from red <laughs> never that one's mine should have asked for it when you had the opportunity <laughs> i i've put those two in the in the shirt pocket that goes over my heart mm-hmm. and uh, that's cute it's gonna save your life one day we'll see shoots yeah. you with stop an arrow Kraloth and doran the pitiful sounds of someone just murdering a flute uh barely reach you over the sounds of the hustle and bustle of the laurel market <laughs> Kraloth, you're off to your own errand yeah so Kraloth goes to two places totally unaware that doran is is shadowing him and uh, first, he's kind of in the industrial area from where the, the forage is. It's close to the water. And he goes into what looks to be a quarry master store, like, mm-hmm. a, like a place where they sell, you know, stones and, um, and that sort of thing. And, and he goes in and it's kind of an open setup. And uh, Doran can see Kraloth talking to this, this elven stonemason. And, you know, the elf shows him a couple stones and Kraloth shakes his head. And then the elf goes into the back and he brings out this, this really unique sort of geode that is kind of white, but has, um, has veins of green, a glowing neon green. And Doran, you see Kraloth reach into a pouch that isn't the same pouch that he kept the money that uh, that Red had given him. It's in a different pouch. And he reaches into this pouch and he full pulls out a hefty amount of coin and hands it over to this stonemason and then takes the the stone, sticks it in his backpack, and also is given this this knife, which you recognize as like a, a, a stone carving knife, and he puts it into his, his back as well. Wow. Secret money. Mm-hmm. Secret money. Where do you go next? And then the next place, he starts making his way back sort of to the core of the town and uh, makes his way into a bookstore. Um, what's the name of the bookstore? Lem's Tomes. Ah. Um, I think Doran, at this point, would kind of look around. What's around this bookstore? Across the street from Lem's Tomes, there is a flower stall outside of which there are many 
buckets full of cut flowers that are absolutely out of season. Perhaps this is where Emerus found the cut flowers for his bedside table Mm. that Jack saw. There are also a few terraced bleacher style arrangements where potted plants are also just arrayed out for people to peruse. Hmm. Doran um, trips on the bleacher sort of stand thing as he's as he's eyeing Kraloth enter this bookstore and uh, yeah, oh, oh, geez, oh and he looks down and sees all the flowers and pretends to take interest in these flowers as he kind of keeps an eye on the door of the the bookstore. Looking down at one of these cut flower, he he picks up a bouquet and he says, uh, actually he puts it back down. He's like, all right, I haven't got any money on me. <laughs> all of a sudden, a bolt flies through the air, Doran, and hits you in the chest. Oh, what? Whoa. Everybody roll for initiative. Harlan. 13. Alex, what Doran get? 14. Nice. Kraloth. Kraloth got 10. Jack. Jack gets 19. Hey, there we go. And Rob, you are going to be playing Torin Cheldrick, your sweet love. Love it. And Torin will act on your turn as well. All right. So, surprise round. Doran, you take a crossbow bolt to the chest. I want you to please make a constitution saving throw against poison for which you have advantage constitution saving throw i have also a plus seven to this that's gonna make it a total for 18 all right so doran you save against the effects of this poison that are on the crossbow bolt meaning you only take half of this damage so eight poison damage total whoa you also take 12 piercing damage (laughs) Next up, the person who is standing directly beside you turns with a short sword in her hand. This is someone that's dressed like any other person in this marketplace, just in a nondescript brown cloak. She draws a short sword and she tries to stab you with it. (laughs) Doran says something like, well, listen, I put the flowers back. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. <laughs> 11 to hit. She misses the first attack. Ooh. 24 to hit you on the second one. All right. 24 to hit you on the second attack. So that's seven piercing damage and make a constitution save against poison. Oh, someone's out to get me, eh? That's going to be a 17. Okay. For constitution You save, so you only take nine poison damage. Oh, my... Health was at 69. Oh, bummer. Hey. Oh. But now it's nice. Sex. <laughs> it's the and number. Then... Um, well, hold on, because I do have repost. Ooh. And she missed. She. I don't know if it's a it man is or a woman she, that yes. attacked me. She. It was she. Okay. How woke is she? As so she's attacking I can... you, she says, my pronouns are <laughs> she, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use repost. So when a creature attacks and misses uh, with a melee, I use my reaction and expend one of my superiority die, which is a D8. Mm -hmm. Doran retrieves Orc Splitter impressively fast and strikes at this assassin Mm -hmm. in front of Mm -hmm. 
with a 25. To hit, yes. Mm-hmm. Doing, um, that's going to be 19 points of damage. Excellent. <laughs> he says, what the hell is going on here? From just down the block, another crossbow bolt sings towards you. <laughs> 20 to hit. It does. Kraloth! A 20 lands directly in my mithril armored shoulder. Mm-hmm. 35 piercing damage. Ooh, jeez. Make a constitution saving throw. Ouch. 23. Great. You save. You take 19 poison damage. Ugh! Help, Kraloth! I feel like the godfather in the street. Ah! Ah! Spoilers. It can't be good. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for the godfather, yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Actually, that takes me down. Holy fuck. Uh, Are you down? Yeah. Sick. Jack, it's your turn. I, Jack picks up uh, Flautist for Beginners Part 2 and uh, tries to take it over to check out. You spend your turn in combat purchasing a leaflet of music. If we're understanding that it's hard to hear over the crowd, yeah, I think that's what we're Great. doing. You buy it. It's the best. Red, I need to get some money out of your bag on your turn. Oh, yeah, no problem, buddy. Red, I feel like this is the scene in Ninja Turtles where, like, Raph is getting the shit kicked out of him, and then it cuts back to the other Ninja Turtles, like, being really normal. Yeah, I, I think if we can spin uh, dropping my initiative down just to, to hold on until Red makes me aware of something, well, Jack's, you know, spending the time to finish up in, in this bookstore. Perfect. Yeah, so you'll drop below Red now permanently in the order. Yeah, here, buddy. Here's some extra money for you, and <sighs> maybe I'll go make my way to that apothecary and see if I can't haggle my way into uh, some greater healing potions. And Red, like, casually walks out of the store. Yeah, we'll be right behind you. Red, as you leave the store, you notice there is a note of panic running throughout the market. Someone the screams from the middle of the square. Jack! Torrin! There's something going on. Doran, make a save against death. Mm-hmm. Ten. Hey, there you go. That's fine. Yeah, that counts as a success. So, Red, you run out. I think something's going on. And Red's going to jog towards the center of where everyone's running from. Mm-hmm. And he'll use his feline agility to move double his movement. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty keen in terms of perception. You know when people are running away from something, that's usually where you're running towards. <laughs> yeah. Red uses his feline agility to move through the crowds towards the center. And when he's maybe 20 feet from Doran's corpse, he sort of stops. What do I see? You see him lying there by a flower stand, bleeding out in the street, your little friend. And above his corpse, a woman is wiping her short sword. Doran! How tall are these stands? They're about eight feet tall. And are they just flat roofs? does seem very red to jump onto a roof and look around at what's going to survey the market. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Red turns to see the stall next to him, and he climbs up quickly to get on top of the roof and then drops prone for the Mm -hmm. time being to keep himself in cover from the people below. And he screams, Jack! Doran's down! Jack, it's your turn. Yeah, Jack finishes what he's doing. He turns to Torin, frantic for a second, and pulls out his wand and touches Torin, and Torin disappears, going invisible. And he says, stay safe, run to mom's house, I'll see you afterwards. And uh, uses that fourth level spell slot to give Torin greater invisibility, and starts moving towards where 
Red is running. Cool. What does Torin do? I think starts to run in the direction Jack kind of pushes him. Keep him safe out of trouble. Absolutely. I guess we're not going to have the sad Torin dying in Jack's arms episode. Oh, we will. We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, yeah, you turn Torin invisible. He takes off towards your mom's house and you make your way into the market amid the sounds of screaming and some panic. Yep. You hear Red calling to you from atop this fruit stand that he's perched on. Kraloth, it's your turn. Kraloth is mid-interaction with this bookseller. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is just in the middle of the exchange when he hears Doran cry out. And it's not a sound that he's heard Doran make pretty much ever. And a steely look crosses his face and he grabs the the book that he's, he's purchasing and slams the gold onto the counter and hastily stuffs it in his pocket as he makes his way out the door. And he's already drawing his mace as he ventures toward the sound of Doran's voice. Um, so he moves forward around a little gazebo that uh, is, is standing in between and he sees Doran on the ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then Kraloth takes out his mace and immediately points it at Doran and mutters a quick word mm-hmm. and casts Spare the Dying on him as a bonus action. And then from there, he turns his attention to this assassin. And with a snarl, he sticks his mace up into the air cool. and casts Spirit Guardians. And the mace begins to glow a sickly purple. And wisps of shadow begin to emanate from it and circle him. And she's just within range. It's 15 feet. And at the start of her turn, she's going to have to do a wisdom save as these spirit guardians surround Kraloth and target only her. Yeah, Red sees this too. I'm like, what the hell? Kraloth, you hear the pitter-patter of light footsteps on the awning above you. And a woman appears. She's entered the space. She's going to have to do a wisdom save. Uh, eight. Nice. So if she fails. Ooh, 16 points of necrotic damage. Nice. nice. As these shadow wisps uh, pierce her and just fill her with this dark, toxic energy. She screams in response to this piercing pain and then tries to shoot you with her crossbow twice. Okay. 23 to hit. That hits. Make a constitution saving throw. That's going to be 20. You take 11 piercing damage. Okay. And you take 10 poison damage. My God. The second attack is a 20 to hit. Dirty. That is a miss. Ah, something's a miss. (laughs) The arrow clangs off my shield. She then continues running along the rooftop and launches herself off the other side on the northern side towards kind of where Red is, somersaulting in the air and landing on her feet. Red, you see something strange happen then. Mm. She's kind of out of line of sight of Kraloth, and Doran's not conscious to see this. The woman's face changes. She looks up. She sees another shopper, a pedestrian, standing there frozen in fear. She looks at this at this woman who's just standing there and her face changes to resemble this other shopper, this innocent passerby. 
She stands up, brushes herself off, and mimes being afraid. Cool. Red's face changes from, like, fear to a grave seriousness. And he eyes her down with almost a bit of that ferocity that we've seen Red have before. Mm-hmm. The other assassin that's towards the north of the square, who had her crossbow out, retrains it up towards you, Red, who is prone She sprints across the square and vaults up onto the top of the stall where Red is lying prone, draws her short sword, and stabs down at him. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, wow. With advantage to hit, because you're prone. Yeah. yeah. Great. Lord. 25 to hit you. That hits. Roll a constitution saving throw. 12. You take 6 piercing damage and 21 poison damage. Mm. All right. And she tries to stab you again. 23 to hit you. That hits. Make another constitution saving throw. That is a 10. Five piercing damage. Yeah. 13 poison damage. And you fall unconscious. It's okay. I'm dead anyway. Holy fuck, eh? Red goes down. Shit. All right. This final assassin that's standing over the body of Doran... She's beginning her turn in your spirit guardian area, right? So she makes a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, natural one. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, so 18 plus six. So 18 points of necrotic damage. Nice. She can't get away quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Or wisely enough. <laughs> she unwisely takes damage. She's not smart <laughs> yeah. enough. She's going to move south through this field and then duck west out of the range of your spirit guardians as she runs south through the square. She moves beyond the range of anyone's sight. So you lose track of her in the crowd. Perfect. Doran, it's your turn. You are unconscious. Red. Make a save against death. 14. Nice. Jack and Torin. Torin is continuing to escape. Jack, what do you do? Uh, Jack climbs up, like huffs, puffs, <laughs> climbs up one of these. You on spend one of these your stalls, whole turn to... doing one pull up. I mean, it's it's close, but he get he gets up enough to like stand on, on a roof and see this person standing over red with a dripping blade. Yes. And uh, loses it a little bit. He... he whips out Dazan's wand and points it at her and, you know, fills it with as many magic missiles as he can get. And, uh, yeah, third level magic missiles with that extra alchemical jazz because we're we're not having any of this. Five arrows that look just like the ones Red makes appear around him shimmering in, in, this, in this concentrated force and they all blast out to cross this figure who is, uh, you know, standing over Red with the bloody blade for a 74 damage total. Wow. Whoa! Holy moly. Yeah. She takes all that damage and the force of it knocks her bodily off of this awning and her body drops from sight. And Jack then reaches out with it with his hand, casting this spell in his mind where he's he's got a bit of a telekinetic grip to pull Red's body a little bit closer to him across the roof just to get him away from that edge of the mm-hmm. roof, pulling him a little bit further out of sight, he hopes. Nicely done. Kraloth, what do you do? Kraloth has a taste for blood. He's going to run forward and follow this this assassin that shot him from the roof. Past Doran, past where Red is. Now, can I see Red? Am I tall enough to see over top to a bit of Red? No. He can sense Red's 
life essence waning, but he can't even see him. And he connects with that source that he holds for Red in his heart and casts Spare the Dying as a cantrip on him. Cool. My God, thank goodness for you. <gasps> Kraloth gets right up next to this this first assassin that attacked him, and she is uh, disguised. Uh-huh. Yeah, she looks like someone else. But can I still tell it's her? You can make a perception against her deception. Oh, okay. She's wearing the same clothes, right? Is the other person still there? Like, is there a set of twins standing there, or has this other person fled? Uh, yeah, the other person's standing there, but she's wearing different clothes than her. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I got a 12. Okay. So you don't perceive that there is a duplicate of someone standing there. What are you, blind? <laughs> I mean, she <laughs> just got her face turned away. Okay, and what about the girl that has fallen to the ground there? Can I There is her? a very wounded woman crouched, bleeding heavily beside the fruit stand. I see that. I clock it. And then Kraloth holds up his shield and ready because he knows that that other assassin is nearby and he's going to take the dodge action. Great. Here's an interesting question. You had selected these two people to be targets of your spiritual guardians. Mm. One person left your vision and changed her appearance, mm -hmm. but I don't think that necessarily changes her as a target of your spell. I'm cool with that. <laughs> they know who the target is just because right. your target like went over the side of a roof and like changed yeah. what her face looks like doesn't mean that the the powers that this deity has inspired upon you would be fooled by this like silly chicanery. So as you stand there, you perceive these wisps of shadow attack one of the women that's just standing to your right, and she howls in pain, a sound that you remark is very similar to the scream that you had just heard mm. a few moments ago. Excellent. She's going to make a wisdom saving throw as she begins her turn. That's a three. 14 points of necrotic damage. Nice. Hmm. <clears throat> She's going to take a labored few steps around you. Uh, okay. And then tries again to stab Doran. Oh, Lying shit. there as he is on the ground. Oh, no. I can't do anything. Nope. Yeah. You automatically fail two death saves. So you have one left and oh. now you are continuing oh, to bleed no. out. We might all be freaking zombies after this. Kraloth would like that. <laughs> I know, like, that's what I'm saying. Thanks to Kraloth, we'd all be like the living Friends dead. She's like then me. going to try to run away and doesn't make it very far, but she does leave your reach. Yes. All right. Attack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's going to be 19 to hit. Yeah. Only five points of damage. All right. Her friend makes a wisdom save. This is the crumpled one that is very close to death with a two. Well, that's only eight points of damage this time. She fucking dies. Ah, sweet. Good. So the wisps, they, they, they move from this other assassin to her, and they all go up through her nostrils and into her head, and she begins to scream and writhe on the ground, her eyes wide, and something just snaps inside, and she continues staring up at the sky. Blood leaking from her nostrils. Doran, it's your turn. Make a save against death. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is your last fucking go, this right? This is like the if you last fail this, save you're, against you're death dead. that you get to do. Make a very important save against death. All right, here we go. 
13. Hey! Wow. All right. There we go. We made it. Two fails, Jordan's one save. That, that passes. You're not out of the woods yet. That's just kidding. Red, you are also stable, but unconscious. Jack, it's your turn. Jack reaches out with his mind, and he knows where Red put those healing potions that he was trying to haggle with a moment before. Ooh, yeah. And with, with his mage hand, he pulls one of them out and f- pours it down oh. Red's lips. Oh, nice. You know, ha- has the hand come back to him with a second one as he, like, is carefully trying to get across the roof of this, you know, the, the weird stretched cloth between these uh, stalls to get over to where Dorian is as the other potion from Red arrives in Jack's hands. Well, I'm up. With five hit points. Excellent. Whoa. Kraloth, it's your turn. You see Jack stagger down from this Very graceful. Booth. Like a cat. <laughs> Kraloth is out for blood. And he steps next to Doran and kind of as an afterthought, he casts Spare the Dying again on him. Mm. But he turns towards this assassin and begins to pull from this new place within him as a shadow falls over Kraloth and he is going to reach out with a hand and cast Inflict Wounds. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cast that as a level three. Ah! Damn it, why don't I have luck? (laughs) You could have taken it. It's called, it's called, um, um, what's it called? Success, success, uh... (laughs) There's Good a name for it. Go on, Alex. It's when you... Um... Let's not wait on him. We'll be here all day. It was an 11 to him. Yeah. No, 11 misses. Ugh! I forgot I had inspiration. Yeah, sorry. And Doran is back up to three successes and is breathing again. Real clutch to be breathing. This assassin snarls at you, Kraloth, and then she backs away slowly through these spiritual wisps of smoke. Ooh, that's an 18? Uh, she's good. She gets through. All right. And she retreats from you, going north. She runs away. She escapes through the crowd. Coward! Jack leans down and feeds Doran the other potion. Tries to get him sitting up and back on his feet. Red sort of stumbles up, limps to the side, and rolls off onto the canvas. And then rolls off onto the floor. (laughs) And then casts cure wounds on himself. And you land right beside the body of this creature. Not a woman anymore. I quickly search it uh, with sleight of hand. I don't want anyone to see. You find a small leather parcel. Yeah, I pocket it and put it in the bag of holding. (sighs) And Red stands up and limps towards the others. We could have had them. We were so close. We got one at least. And Kraloth drags this this body over so that it's kind of in like a shaded area. Into an alley. Yeah. yeah. What 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 happened? How did this start? I just heard screaming and, and We were ambushed. We were ambushed by three of these. Doran, are you are you with us? Oh, just give me a second. He sits back in his haunches and just sits there for Yeah, a and Red oddly stays close to Doran. <sighs> I'm up. I'm up. What are we looking at here? And uh, Jack comes over to the corpse. Mm-hmm. The corpse is a strange-looking humanoid. The skin's so light, it's translucent. You can almost see the workings of veins underneath with the blood slowing. Their blank eyes look up to the sky. No irises or pupils. 
There's no hair on the creature. They don't have a gender. They don't have a race that you can really discern. They just seem like a blank humanoid. It changed itself. It made itself look like one of the commoners. Some sort of magical ability, I suppose. Can I can I roll some sort of intelligence arcana roll to figure out? You can just know, as Jack Page would, that this is a race of beings known as changelings. They're pretty rare. I don't think you've ever interacted with one. How would I Certainly know? not ever seen one in its own true flesh. Very, yeah. very few people ever have, but this yeah. bears all the markings of them. As far as any specifics about their abilities, they're closely guarded. Do they have a particular relationship to like the Feywild or the Shadowfell or some darker place like that? Or are they? Yeah, not that you know of, no. I feel like Red and Doran are lagging behind, you know, kind of like a good 15 feet away as they're slowly walking. And Red just turns to Doran and sort of stops him and says, look, I need to tell you something yeah. after, okay? Just, just. Sure, why, why not just tell me now? Just after, just trust me. All right. <clears throat> the corpse is a study in anonymity. Apart from the tools of their trade, vials of poison, weapons. There is nothing on this person to suggest any kind of allegiance. Mm. I think Jack carefully sets the poison aside and from, from the weapons and sort of looks up at Kraloth. Did they target Doran first? or? Yeah. Um, I think they did. He was down by the time I left the bookshop. Huh. It happened very quickly. I don't know what they were after, but they definitely seemed intent to kill. With the realization that any of these market goers, any pedestrian walking by, any merchant could possibly bear you ill will, the market suddenly seems far less friendly. The busyness now takes on a malevolent cast, and you turn your backs from the Laurel Square, feeling more alone than ever. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters Christopher Ryan Evans, Alexander Reed, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Michael and Brianna Weber, Brian Blass, Heather Nichols, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Kara Smith Blass, Doug, Gray, Jackie and Rain, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, Melanie Xian, Lars, and Mari Kaniski. See you soon! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.